0: Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strengths so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. I have yet another friend of mine here, Marlena Wolf, and she is a business owner and mom who decided to walk away from corporate America when her health was at an all-time low to take on an internship on an organic vegetable farm, and she's never looked back. Her health is... she's built up her intuition and confidence on food production and fell in love with sustainable agriculture and large-scale gardening. Since then, she's owned and operated her business Girl Next Door Farm for four years and Guidance for Growers Consulting, where she educates, empowers, and serves farmers and gardeners that want to learn how to start growing veggies successfully super cool story and i'm really excited to hear just how you were able to take your own experiences with your health and how this kind of led you down this road for really getting into agriculture and finding out how food is really produced in a healthy way and i'm just so excited to hear about your story because it's so interesting so welcome to the podcast Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited too. I'm so glad that you had reached out. We're in a similar Facebook group and she had saw me post about wanting to interview really interesting people on my podcast. And I loved her story. I was like, wow, I've never heard of someone doing such a cool thing (laughs) with like gardening and like growing. And it's something that I think a lot of people don't know a lot about. So I'm really interested to hear like how you got to that place. Tell us how you got started with all of this like your your health experience and how this kind of like led you down this road of like figuring it out for yourself
1: mm-hmm. love to so um i did not grow up on a farm um i grew up in the suburbs uh, my dad always had a green thumb he grew up on a farm actually but you know so he always had a garden but i was never interested i was more interested in watching TV and eating Doritos. So, you know, and so like that's kind of like where my journey began was like I was just a normal kid in America, you know, just kind of middle class. I mean, we had what we needed, uh, but we also kind of had some junk food laying around, you know, and like some quick food options and things like that. And, you know, it just got to be kind of a lifestyle. And I got into kind of poor health starting as a teen and then into my early adulthood, And I just got, like, fed up, like, super quick with, like, chronic kind of health issues. Like, month after month, I'm having some reoccurring problems. (laughs) If you don't mind sharing, like, what were you experiencing? So, digestive issues and, like, candida. So, like, chronic yeast. Like yeah. every month, and I was you know allergic to this thing, and the other thing didn't work and and it was just like constant, and so I make up to be like desperation is what got me into the health food life'll be like because I was so tired, right um. And so I actually sought out a holistic medicine doctor who basically just educated me and schooled me on some shit about like processed food and diet and nutrition and where our nutrition comes from and, you know, why what I was doing wasn't working for me. And, you know, I was like just desperate enough to like, listen, you know, and and he was like, you have got to eliminate that was like strong language and eliminate sugar and, you know, highly refined sugars and flours and white flour. And those are like the big two. It was like white sugar, white flour, you know, cause I was drinking a lot of pops and I was snacking on candy and like a lot of processed stuff. And he was like, you got to get on some whole food, like organic whole food, raw vegetables, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, meats and, you know, dairy was all right, too. And, I mean, he was not, like, a purist. But, you know, he wanted me to get the message. Like, you need to detox your body off a lot yeah. of this stuff and incorporate something different. Drink a lot of water or whatever. And, I'm curious uh, what
0: your initial reaction was to that. Because I know for me, if someone were to tell me, uh, like, eliminate all this stuff, I would, like, freak out. Because, like, as someone who... <laughs> uses food as such had had used food as as such an emotional crutch and like we are so you know we have all these habits around food and we don't even recognize that a lot of the foods we're eating like yeah I love pizza and candy and that's all fine I want to like make that a point but like when you Mm -hmm. actually tune in and realize it's not like I don't like pizza makes me feel really bloated and like when you actually think about how it makes you feel like an hour later, a day later, you're like, Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know your initial reaction to like his response about that and
1: how you worked through that. It was probably like boy, boo, <laughs> boo, hoo, <laughs> right. uh, but you know what? Honestly, I was really in a position of humility when I went to him because I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> anybody that's been down that road understands like that is some serious discomfort (laughs) so um i don't know like i was really open-minded about it you know like i did this like candida cleanse with all these different herbs from like the health food store i started doing probiotics and omegas and you know um started doing some like green drinks so I, i feel like for me it was more like I did kind of go cold turkey on the harsher stuff like the and the easier stuff that weren't like really food products they were more like snacky stuff like the pops and the candies and that kind of stuff so I kind of just was like all right I'll surrender those and then I'll start to incorporate because that's what you have to do like you can't just personally (laughs) cold turkey and anything is really hard like I like transitions I like you know i didn't go home like empty out my pantry in five minutes like i was like okay i will listen and i will get some whole grain stuff or some sprouted grain options (laughs) or you know some beans and (laughs) some fresh veggies and some salads like i am not purist i mean like i had some pizza yesterday you know what i'm saying like i am all (laughs) like transparent here um but it definitely, like you said, it makes me feel a certain way. Feels yeah. good in the beginning and it's quick and it's convenient, but the energy level was bad. And so I felt that and and like I need energy. Like I wanna feel good, like my brain, you know, mm-hmm. mind, body strong. Like I need those things to be matching up. And I felt really groggy a lot um and tired a lot and you know I was a young woman like what this is not looking good on me <laughs> so yeah that was my initial reaction I was actually pretty willing I, I didn't like the sound of it and in fact when I kind of like detoxed all sugar like for two weeks I was a grumpy bitch yeah I mean, you can say that on your podcast but Absolutely. I was so, <laughs> so grumpy because like my body was craving like yeah. Can't sugar feeds yeast. Oh and if yeah. You starve I the
0: yeast;
1: they get pissed.
0: hmm And I think it's so important to like mention those things, though, because we do get really addicted to foods like that. And I love that you were you were in this place where you were open and accepting of like wanting to fuel your mind and body better to just have more energy. You were just in that space where you were ready. And like in my journey, I remember like for me, it was like a lot of just getting rid of a lot of the negative connotations with foods. And then I came to a place where I was feeling much like you. I was very foggy, didn't have energy. And I was like, okay, I need to do something to better myself. And I started getting more in touch with like how foods were making me feel. And like sugar for me, like I love, love me some cookies and some ice cream had some ice cream last night, but like if I that all the time, like my brain doesn't function like how it needs to, you know,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, once I began that journey, like it just was like a freight train. It was like, I couldn't slow it down. I like became obsessed with educating myself about where our food comes from and and, you know because that doctor he really planted some seeds and he gave me some books to read and it was like all of a sudden I had all this new information about like nutrition and the food system in our country and how it kind of has moved away from the farm to the factory setting and kind of how there's been some integrity lost along the way Um, you know and not only the processing of things to for like the more shelf stable options but also kind of like overusing farmland so that there's a lot of soil depletion so that foods aren't actually like getting the nutrients so like even if you're eating vegetables sometimes it's like but are they like you know are they like from nutrient depleted soil so i be, i became crazy about it i got all obsessed about it so You know, so then I was like, oh my god, what do I what do I do to improve this, right? And I had never gardened at all. I didn't even like vegetables. Let me just say that right now. (laughs) That's an important point. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: You know? So that's such an interesting shift then, going from like (laughs) Doritos and Pop to like veggie queen.
1: (laughs) I know. It's so weird. I mean, like I said, I did not plan this. Like it caught me so off guard that I fell in love with this industry it was never on my radar. It was never on the forefront of my mind. It just like happened. And, and I feel like that journey became, it it started with the poor health, but then just like a quest for knowledge, you know, like a thirst for more information. And, and, you know, I started frequenting like farmer's markets and yeah, I was shopping, but I was also like snooping around and, you know, like, wanting to come volunteer on your farm and you know, <laughs> and I was like joining um like local nonprofits, like plant-based eating groups and like local um small farm advocacy groups and like going to conferences and lectures, like I just became this like sponge of like I just need to know more information. And um and that's when that internship kinda of fell on my lap, you know? I was I was nosing around all the right places, and at first, listen to this, I laughed at this internship. It was $400 a month, room and partial board, which means they provided some food, but not all your food. Right. <laughs> In a hundred year old farm shack. <laughs> Degraded. It was not kept up, let's just say that. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so, buddy. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> And like the more I, pr- I mean, I prayed about it and I beat it to death. I mean, pro and con list and all my friends, I exhausted all them about it. And I prayed and I didn't know what to do because it suddenly started to be like appealing. You know, I was out of college for four years. I was in the legal field making good money, security, insurance, 401k, <laughs> no debt, except my student loan. Um, you know, no kids, just, you know, I had all kinds of freedom and, but I was not happy at my job at all. Like I was doing great and I was like sitting at conference room tables with all these attorneys and, you know, I was wearing a suit and high heels and, you know, I thought I was big stuff. (laughs) 26 big stuff. And, um, and I just grew really discontent and I felt really unfulfilled. And when that internship crossed my attention, I really, like, I really, after I laughed at it, (laughs) then I, like, gave it more attention. And, you know, and suddenly I was, like, I don't have anything to lose. Like, maybe if I just take this leap of faith, that's what it was, like, 100%. Maybe I will feel like I'm being of service to people who, are in the same boat. Like they're in a quest for help. They need information. And I just like, didn't want to be a hypocrite. I guess I felt like if I didn't get in this like niche, then I wasn't being true to myself, which is weird because that was never a part of my life before. But once I got into that internship, I started doing some digging like family history. And it turns out, well, I knew my dad grew up on a farm, but I didn't know anything about his side of the family and that they were all farm people. It was meant <laughs> to
0: be. Ah! <laughs> I didn't even know it.
1: It was hysterical. It was so awesome. And I thought if they can do it, I can do it because it was a lot of females. Yeah. And I think that mindset
0: that you had is what really helped you make this, this shift. And I want to definitely hear about that shift from the like corporate world to doing this. <laughs> totally out of the box thing you never thought you would do. And I think that that's kind of where I'm seeing what I'm hearing you say kind of stemmed this, like you had this belief already, like you had built up this belief, like, well, if they, if they could do it, I can too. I need to spread this knowledge. And I have value to give to people from my own experience. And I want to like immerse myself in figuring out
1: more about this. Mm-hmm. So cool. mm-hmm. The transition from corporate America to the farm was horrible. The first month, I thought this was the worst decision of my entire life. (laughs) Man, tell us about it. It it was so hard. It was so hard. You know, the best comparison that I can give is like when you are in an office, you have a nice cushion chair on wheels, you have a nice dry box of tissue, you have a hot coffee, a a cold water, you are comfortable climate control, right? But when you're in the field... (laughs) you can be with the elements, right? You can be wet, you can be cold, you can be hot. You can be, you're always getting cut and bruised. You've always got some new rash, like what is happening? You know, it's pouring down the rain, you know, it's like your glasses are covered in water. You can't see half the shit, you know, it's just like, woo. And so you begin to like adapt, like, okay, well now I need a handkerchief instead of a tissue. Mm-hmm. Now I need to get my drink bottles ready because I need, they need to be enclosed <laughs> like, you know, and just, I need to have pockets that are, you know, that I can contain my checkmate and my phone safely and like, whatever, you know, it's just like, it's just a whole different shift. I mean, my body was beat up too, like all the weird positions you're in. It's just like a whole new experiment with your body that you did not, <laughs> you didn't really sign up for that. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's totally different from sitting at a desk. I kind of went like the opposite way where I was an outdoor fitness boot camp instructor. <gasps> we never canceled. So I was out in the elements and, you know, we would train in the rain and like sometimes yes. I was five people under a tiny pavilion doing workouts and it was like sweaty and gross and like their mats yes. were wet from the humidity because I live in Dallas. <laughs> and it's funny transitioning to a job where I sit at a desk mostly and yeah. I um, have to be more conscious about like being outside in the elements and like you know getting my body moving. And I also noticed that my allergies are worse now that I work inside.
1: Right. Same. So, yeah. It's so. Yeah, crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. Like
0: yeah. Out in the elements was like so like important for me, and so now I have to make more of a conscious effort to do that, which is fine because now I, I recognize that. But I think it's it's interesting. You kind of went the other way. like being inside to transitioning to be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting bruised and rashes and and like it's raining and I can't see. And it's just,
1: yeah, girl, I was not, I don't
0: know, I was not prepared for that. Being that it was such a different transition, what kept you going
1: through all of that? I'll tell you what it was. I feel like it was the people I worked with. You know, I there were three other female apprentices with me in that farmhouse and then there were two employees and then the main farmer and they were all fairly young we were all maybe 20s and 30s with the exception of the farmer he at the time I've worked was his name it was at Field Day Family Farm in Louisville he was maybe in his 50s maybe 40s or 50s so anyway you know we just like had a lot of fun I had fun um but it took me I'm ai am a perfectionist, and I'm a workaholic at heart. You know what I mean? And so when I get – I think when most of us get thrown into a new environment, any time you get a new job, it can be very frustrating adjusting and acclimating to the new culture and the new business, the process, and the new rhythm, right? You have to get into this rhythm. And I was frustrated as hell because I – think I'm a badass and I want to be right off the bat the best you know <laughs> I'm very much like you in that way <laughs> well and and one so I remember the pivotal day for me we were me and Seamus is the only other male employee other than the farmer we were up on this field this hill field and we were building a greenhouse, and the truck is under the greenhouse skeleton and it's big, it's tall. And he is in his truck bed and I'm on his shoulders trying to reach this bolt. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I just like looked around and I just like started laughing. I'm like, this is like so absurdly ridiculous. Like I am on your shoulders in the bed of a truck. I'm about to fall and bust my face. And I don't know, like it just became like comical to me. And I just kind of had to learn to like take myself like, I couldn't take myself t- too seriously anymore. Like, I had to just let it go and just embrace, like, this is what we're doing today. You know, tomorrow I might be shoveling shit. Right.
0: And, then- and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so interesting to bring up because you went from like a legal field where it's very, like, polished and you mentioned wearing suits and heels and to where you're probably you know, have mud on your face and you're sweating, you're seeing <laughs> on guy's shoulders and you're just like, yeah, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> Being very open to the experience of what's going on. Right. Yeah. I feel like in, in the field you were in before, it was probably maybe more rigid, very rigid. Yeah. And very stressful too. And now you have this room to like experiment and be open and have fun and realize that you can, you can do those things.
1: Well, and you know, I was a server through college so I mean I always had fun with that with all the people and the exchanges so it was very unnatural for me to be in the legal field anyway you know it felt very very stuffy very early on I could feel the stuffiness (laughs) and so for me getting out of that felt really good Mm -hmm. very good
0: yeah, I love that. So you're in this internship. You would then decide to was the the first business I mentioned, the girl next door farm. Was that yours? Well? That was mine. Okay. Yeah. So you have that one. And you have growers guidance for growers
1: consulting. That's right. Um, so the farm that I did the apprenticeship on, I wound up staying there for an additional season as an employee um, and during that year I was given an opportunity to move out out of the county by myself onto a 22 acre farm in LaGrange, which is in Oldham County, um, in just outside of Louisville. And a dear friend of mine, actually, the woman that I used to work for at the law, at the um, I was a court reporter. And so she bought this farm and wanted somebody to live out there. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. You know, oh. let me move out to 22 acres by myself. <laughs> I can handle that. And, um, and I just decided one day that I'm tired of commuting back and forth. And so I'm going to go ahead and start my own farm business out here. And that's what I did in 2011. Girl Next Door Farm was born And I, um, had about an acre in production, um, during that time. So about, you can figure about one person per acre on that, like, small scale hand labor type, you know, intensive, like, way we did it, um, and I didn't, like, have a crew, you know, I, I would bring people in occasionally, seasonally, temporarily. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't have any, like, full-time people to, like, help me manage it. So, um, yeah, I had about an acre of production, all organic stuff. And that was a hell of a ride. <laughs> I bet. So- it sounded like a labor of love. <laughs> It was. Yeah. A lot of, it was fascinating for me though. Cause there was just like a new challenge every year. I mean, every, and that's another thing, you know, we were talking a minute ago about, you know, when you get into a new job, how you want to get a flow. Well, the thing about seasonal gardening and farming is that you have three, you have four seasons. And so just when you feel like you're getting a rhythm with one crop or with one principle, and then it starts to transition into something else. Right. So that is kind of a part of the joy in it though, because you, I think as, is as, as people, as, as human beings with our thinking brains, like we like to learn, like we want to be stimulated mentally, mind strong, baby. Right. Like we like that for me, like kept me so intrigued and, And on my toes in a way and a lot of people think about gardening and farming and they think it's just really slow like (laughs) oh my god i gotta wait two months before my plant is ready to pick you know whatever but the truth is is it really the seasonal rhythm of a vegetable garden or farm is very transformational in and of itself and then you feel all that energy too. You're very grounded in nature your your hands are in the dirt constantly. You got those microbes on your under your fingernails. you know you are neutralized by the the, the energy of the of the, the um, earth um, And the sun and the wind and the elements, I don't know it is just like from like a bear field to, you know, these tiny little sprouts coming up, like it's very maternal too. It's very nurturing too. As a female, for me, it was, you know, these tiny little sprouts and you're so excited that they germinated and they survived, you know, and then they become little plants and You know, the next time you're out there, maybe, you know, a few weeks later, they're, like, foot high, and then they're, like, three feet high, and you're, like, holy shit, like, the whole barren field is now, like, bursting with life, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, edible, mature plants, and you're, like, oh, my God, now we're, like, enjoying all this abundance, and so, I don't know, I feel like that experience when you grow your own food, you eat so much more fresh food on a daily basis. Like I would have a salad with my eggs in the morning and a salad, the old huge salad, you know, lunch with some fresh tomatoes and some, you know, locally baked bread and some like, you know, goat cheese or whatever, like just so good. (laughs) And it's there and like, Oh my God, what creative thing to me, it made me feel very creative in the kitchen. You know, when I go now, when I go to like the big like supermarkets, big grocery stores. Like I'm not like, I don't feel inspired like that, like at all. Farmer's markets help me. It's an outdoor environment. It feels more natural. And then when I grow my own stuff and I've got all this produce on the counter and in my fridge and you know, it's like, Oh my God, we need to have a feast baby. (laughs) And you cut, you grew that yourself. So it's it's like that
0: kind of like pride behind it too of like Mm -hmm. nurtured plants and really helped Mm -hmm. it grow and you're very in touch and grounded with it. And now it's like this whole
1: like experience. I feel like it is, it's like a very much like a life cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you cultivated this earth and you have been a good steward of this seed. And now you are enjoying like the fruit of your labor and it's Mm -hmm. super nutritionally dense. It's super fresh. It's at the peak of its freshness, you know, like as soon as you pick something, it starts to like lose its cellular integrity and like its enzymes start to die. And so if you think about something that is shipped 2000 miles, like it's already starting to lose some of that like enzyme energy. And so yeah, eating locally, eating seasonally, that is going to be the most nutritionally dense stuff you could eat. And I felt my health, like I was at, I wasn't making a lot of money right in the beginning but it was like my health was at an all time high, you know. It was like everything improved for me, you know. Vitamin D for sure.
0: Yes, <laughs> I
1: had one nasty uh, farmer's tan. I have to admit it. It was not flattering. <laughs> worth it. It's okay. <laughs> it's worth it though. Yeah, and so you know, um, four or five years go by when I was out there. And I finally, well, finally I made it sound bad, but. I got engaged and my husband, my soon to be husband moved in out there and we actually lost a baby. So we got pregnant and I was out on a tractor all day, bouncing around, trying to plow up more ground before the winter came. And, you know, I just, I didn't feel real good that day. I had this real bad migraine. And then like in that, that night I lost that baby. And that was my first pregnancy and it was, it devastated me really. Like it was at the time it was not, I was so sad, you know, like I was actually ready to be a, a mom and, um and I just kind of like knew in my heart, like in that moment, like I can't be bouncing around on a damn tractor all day pregnant. I can't be out here moving hundreds of pounds of tomatoes in the freaking hundred degree August. Like, This isn't going to be compatible, I don't think, right now. And, you know, and it was toward the end of the season. It was late. It was mid-October. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like, I'm ready to embrace this new chapter and surrender my love and my passion. And I say that, but I never really did. Like, I grieved the shit out of that farm, dude. Like, like I cried the day we sold my tractor. Look, Mm -hmm. let me back up. (laughs) I got pregnant that next summer. We got married. We got pregnant the next summer. And on my due date, I tilled up this big old patch garden, (laughs) this big old area for a garden. And um and then that weekend we sold my tractor because I had been so stinking sick. Like I don't know, I get sick when I'm pregnant. I am puking, I am on the couch, my energy is like kaput. Like I go from highly productive, crazy person workaholic to like couch bound, puking in the toilet. <laughs> so it really was a battle for me to let go. And look out of those fields every day, and they're overgrown, not tended to. You know, like it broke my heart, really. Like it made me upset. <laughs> it did. It, it really did. And um, when I don't know. And so, like we lived out there for another couple of years, and then we moved off the farm, and then the farm sold. It wasn't ours. It was a. I was a tenant out there. You know, I was renting it, and it wound up selling. Um, and by then we were like pregnant with our second daughter and it was like, we needed to be around people because none of my people were out there. All my people were in town and they weren't coming out there to help my pregnant ass (laughs) because it was too far and it wasn't convenient, you know, just to pop by and give me an hour nap or whatever. So it was like, you know, right now I'm not farming anyway, we don't need to be out in the county. Like, let's get in around our families, and so we can have some support with these girls, you know. Um, and so we bought this house, uh, and it's a corner lot. So we've got some yard. We got some nice flat yard yardage. It's not what I'm used to, but I thought I'd be like a fish out of water. But I'm actually okay. I'm actually all right. Um, and you know, about six months ago. Well, I had been doing some direct sales in the holistic, you know, health and wellness industry in that time, in that downtime, really. Um, And I loved that for the most part. I mean, I enjoy supplements, you know, and good health and all that. And so that was a good way for me to kind of branch into, like, the online world and start marketing stuff and, like, putting myself out there and get out of my comfort zone (laughs) Um, and building relationships and networking. Um, and I don't know. And then like six months ago, my daughter was probably six months old. I was at this conference, the Chardonnay, no, the Summit of Slay conference. Oh, you went to that? Yes. It was so fun. And like I told you anyway, I love conferences, lectures. I'm a junkie for information. I want it. You got it. I want it. (laughs) Especially if I'm getting thirsty for something. Yeah. You know, and I was, feeling like I needed a shift, a change, like I needed, I wanted to really blow up my business, I really wanted to be more successful, and to be more of service, and I just wanted some new information, and I went there, and a seed got planted that I could like the question was, was like, what are you a real expert in? Because this was a conference for women entrepreneurs or wanting women wanting to become entrepreneurs, coaches, uh, you know, whatever it was that you, you know, there was all kinds of women there with all kinds of products and services. And, you know, I was there for my health and wellness business. But what I heard was, is what are you an expert in? Right. That it. I, like, Eh, yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I, I don't know if I would say I'm an expert in nutrition, but I know a hell of a lot about it because of my experience with bad health and then, you know, getting that to be improved. But what I, what I really knew to be what I'm really an expert in is horticulture, you know, market gardening, growing vegetables like a beast, Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) that's what I do. (laughs) And, uh, and then one other woman said, well, you know, I incorporate sustainable living in with my marketing and this and that. And it was just like, Oh my God, the shit clicked for me. I was like, I can sell online courses and like do online programs and help people like grow a successful garden or farm. Like, so that's why I selected like guidance for growers consulting because it's not just gardeners, but it's also farm people, people like me that want to scale up and learn how to grow for profit. So I wanted to kind of like catch both of those pockets of people because I can help both of them. There's definitely a lot more gardeners in the world. (laughs) So I felt like I need to be sure I am speaking to those people too, you know, um, So yeah, I just, I thought, oh my God, I need to do this. And that is what I did. You know, once I get it in my head to do something, it's almost like I can't turn it off. Yeah, (laughs) i
0: see that trend, but it's like a really, I think that's such a powerful thing because you, you just set your intention and you just find a way. And I feel like you have, Mm -hmm. based on our conversation so far, I feel like you have such this like self-belief about yourself that when you experience something and like allow it to like take over your body you just like you go out there and you just like implement and I feel like, <laughs> like just in that place where you needed that creative outlet again and that was like the seed that just like sprouted right there yes. was, oh my gosh I didn't even realize this was an option for me and right. you know, look at you you know I think that is the most creative business idea I've ever heard like when I looked <laughs> out and was like guidance for growers I was like wow, I could think of so many people who are like maybe interested about growing their own vegetables, but don't have any clue. Like I would have no idea how to start and like what kind of soil to use. And like, I don't like, I can't keep plants because I can't keep them alive. So I'd be like, I need your
1: help. (laughs) I know. Well, trust me, you are like the majority of people I've been finding that so much, like what seasoned? you know, does this grow well and when do I plant? Like, how do I fix the soil? Like, why is my shit dying? Like what's wrong? <laughs> There's so many questions. And, but I just want to say as a little caveat, I kill house plants. <laughs> okay. I feel
0: better now. <laughs> I always tell my boyfriend never to buy me flowers because I'll kill them. <laughs> oh, that's so I sad. have a, like a money tree, it's actually my dad's. The only reason, money trees. right? The only reason I have it still is because my roommate takes care of it. No, she's keeping care oh, nice. of it. I know. That's Shout out great. to her; she's the greatest. <laughs> it wouldn't wow. have it if not. But I have a question too. Like, so for those people who are just kind of getting interested in this, maybe want to start growing. Is there like maybe specific things that is great to start with or do you just like how do you go about helping
1: people who want to just get started with that yeah well you know first when I talk to somebody I I like to know one what kind of space are they working with um spatial dimensions like are they got a big yard and you know or is it like a tiny area is it going to be vertical is it going to be I don't know. So space is a question and then full sun. Cause most vegetables like six to eight hours of full, that's considered full sun. Um, and so if you don't have a space for that, then you might have difficulty growing veggies,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? So it's like, we got to find that and it needs to be wherever your garden plots going to be. It needs to be away from trees, not just because of shade, but also because the roots the trees are very thirsty and they pull a lot of water and nutrients away from your garden, right? I wouldn't and have done that so- at all. <laughs> that makes so much sense. You know, um, and then if you're tilling, so if you're doing like an in-ground garden, then you're going to be hitting roots with your tiller, which is also not awesome. <laughs> right? So then we talk about like, do you want to do a raised bed and then, like the pros and cons of like, A ground, an in-ground garden versus a raised bed versus container gardening. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have those conversations. Um, Have you ever, you know, taken a soil sample and did a soil test? I know that sounds like so nerdy. (laughs) But like, if you don't know what you're working with, you will probably not succeed. I mean, it's odd for a yard that just has grass in it to be in good condition for vegetable growing because grass has different needs than vegetables you know so yeah so So those
0: you have like a garden like or you want to start a garden is is there like a lot of prepping of the space to use to grow those vegetables to like prime it to
1: be like ready for that um not if you want to do a raised bed at all I mean literally you can um and I actually do installations for people all the time like you can just you can build a big beautiful red cedar (laughs) raised bed or you can throw some pine together which isn't going to last as long but it's a lot cheaper or or i had a girl the other day they cut down a tree in their yard and they literally used the trunk to build four walls they didn't even secure it they just threw the logs in a rectangle and we put and we put soil in it right so i use a nice planting mix which has like topsoil sand and compost and it's organic because I'm a big believer in natural products instead of like synthetic stuff that can leach chemicals and plastics and stuff into the soil. Cause that kills the microbial content and you want like healthy bacteria in your soil. Cause they help with nutrient availability for your plants. Um, so yeah, boom, throw your rice bed together and you can plant that sucker right away. But and, and containers, too. If you just have like a bunch of different pots, those are like, boom, you can plant those right away. But if you do have a, your ground and you, and you get your soil sample, that can take a few weeks. Or you could do an in-home sa- soil sample. They're just like less um, specific, but still helpful, still very helpful. Um, you might have to, most likely you will have to amend your soil, which means just add some nutrients to it, maybe some compost, um maybe some nitrogen so npk your nitrogen phosphorus and potassium are like the main macronutrients for vegetables and if those are depleted then you'll have to add some of those for sure um yeah and yeah it's a lot it's a lot of info but anyway you can do that pretty much right away but if you have like a ph imbalance in your soil that can take some time to correct um but you know what most gardeners and farmers that I know are gamblers and they will take a chance any damn way and then we'll go ahead and plant <laughs> and roll the dice baby because they want to grow stuff so yeah. Um, yeah so anyway you know that it's is fun so cool.
0: I, <laughs> I just love all that because I feel like there's so many different trends like through your experience with gardening that like relate to so many other areas of life like you know, we just mentioned about how farmers just like to take a chance and just plant the seed. And if it fails, it fails. And if not, you've learned something. And I think that's such a great trend to carry out through life. So how cool is that? And I, I, I mean, you can just tell by the way you speak about it, how passionate you are about it. And it's just like, it makes me want to know more about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should start growing stuff. Yes. One, one day when I have a home, I live in an apartment and I don't think I'll have six to eight hours of sunlight, which wouldn't be fair for the veggies. So I feel like I'm going to wait,
1: but (laughs) there are like eight vegetables that can be happy with four hours of sunlight. What are, what are the vegetables? Do you know Uh something? You're going to grill me on it. I knew you were going to ask me that. Dang it. Let me At see least if, if you, you walk walk off the top of your head, what can I grow in my apartment? Butternut <laughs> squash. So like winter <gasps>
0: squashes. I love butternut squash. Yeah. I'm you so be happy.
1: <laughs> but if you're growing on a patio, like winter squash, plants get huge. So it might like take up your whole patio. Oh, <laughs> it can be like six foot to 12 foot long or giant. Oh, yeah. That would be my <laughs> balcony. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little tight. I think lettuces are on that list, Uh, maybe radishes, carrots. I'm going to pull it up and check for you. What I wanted to say was I just launched this e-course and program so you can upgrade to like the, you know, um, Zoom program. It was going to be a local workshop. I had partnered with a um, community garden site and the people that purchased the um it was called reap what you Sow," so it would come with the e-course and then you could upgrade to the local workshop series and we were going to literally go there bi-weekly it's like eight weeks over three months and basically build them a garden so they would get like all this hands-on experience um but due to the coronavirus nobody's gathering and so we have moved it over to the zoom calls right Mm -hmm. so i'm like (laughs) talking to these people and we're sharing and there's about 12 women that signed up for it and we are having a stinking blast but one thing i told them like up front was get ready to get disappointed okay because it's going to be such a learning curve just like it was for me my first farm season you know because everybody you know you don't know what you don't know, uh, right? And so, like, the e-course is, like, super – tra- I am try to keep things simple and fun and energetic, but, you know, like, this is what you need to know to get started. Here's some fundamentals, you know what I mean? And then in between, it's like, well, what are you guys doing? This is what I did this week. Like, this is why I'm doing this. And, you know, a lot of, like, kind of reiterating and letting people, like, share me with me what they're doing. And it's like, you know, I've never grown vegetables in this house that I've lived in. This is a new place, right? New location, new light. So you're kind of learning with
0: them. Mm -hmm. You're learning with them. Like along. Yes, I mean, and I've already been having failures, right? Like, (laughs) I think that's so important (laughs) to mention because, and I love that, like get ready to get disappointed. Like, yeah, it's a part of the process and like, you might sound harsh to some people but I think that knowing that that's part of the expectation kind of keeps you more grounded of like hey this is going to be a part of the process you are going to maybe plant something and nothing will happen and we're going to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on is it the soil is it the you know the sun and again another really great life lesson from gardening right
1: there that's right baby you just got to cast the seeds roll the dice take a chance you know take a risk Mm -hmm. What is life if you're not taking some kind of risk and getting out of your comfort zone?
0: Yeah, Okay. through that, you just, you learn so much. I feel like with, so we set these, you know, these goals for ourselves, we make these commitments and then we go through the challenge phase where it's really difficult and it's tough and you have to like really learn some hard stuff. But on the other side of that is that confidence and confidence that you build in your abilities that transfer over into many areas of your life.
1: Yeah. And you know, one thing too, I want to give a shout out to is, um, you know, business coaches, spiritual coaches, strategy coaches, right? Because that's what helped me get from the idea phase at that conference into the actual like launch place. Right. I joined, if anybody wants to talk to me about this, I joined a, a program called the fast track program and it's just a kind of a group of co coaches and you know, there's six different coaches and, You know, there was a body of information online um, and, you know, we met weekly just to kind of get new information. And I feel like having that support, encouragement, because it's like my experience in my life and, and all the cycles of entrepreneurship and parenting that I've gone through is there's ups and downs. And one minute you feel like a beast and then the next minute you feel like you feel weak and you feel small and you feel scared and you don't know where which way to go and how do i come back to life in this industry and how do i show myself as an expert again when i've been out of the game for a couple years you know how do i get that confidence and be relevant and, and like share that passion and expertise you know in a way that can serve somebody and like be a viable business right And so, um, you know, having some coaching and support that way and encouragement was a huge help to me, you know, and I had used, um, a business slash spiritual coach a couple years before, right before I got pregnant with my second daughter and she was amazing too. And I've also been very blessed with like lots of support in my personal life as well over the years. Whereas a lot of people that can't say that, but I've got a huge fat support group, like cheering me on baby and i use them you know and so i find that to be fundamental in in any entrepreneurial game any any kind of business endeavor like we need wind under our wings baby like we need support and somebody be like you just need to do that yeah just go ahead and do it i know you're scared it's okay you know i got you like Mm -hmm. just take the action and then do the mental work, the spiritual work, the praying, the manifesting, the affirmations, the, I'm sitting next to a salt lamp right now. And yeah, I've, I've got, got my essential
0: diffuser. Yeah. My, yeah. I'm holding my
1: crystal right now, actually, as we talk. Girl, look, I've got on my rose quartz right around my neck. Oh, I love that. My One
0: of my best friends loves rose quartz. Self-love. I, I think Self-care. this is, I don't even remember what this is, but it's, it's, I just like, I love holding it. It makes you, it,
1: well, it's a rock. And so yeah. it's grounding too. Exactly. You know, it's a grounding force. I mean, I've got my Palo Santo here, my sage. I've got, you yeah. know, got energy. My yeah. <laughs> yeah. all about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a truly, because you know what? Gardening and farming is dirty and sweaty and gritty. Right. But it's like, that's not really how I show up on social media. Mm -hmm. you know and so like I have to kind of channel different energies sometimes masculine and feminine I'm burying the masculine a lot and I have to work hard to be in my creative intuitive feminine energy because that's who I'm talking to I'm talking to a lot of females I prefer to work with females Mm -hmm. you know definitely 100% you can relate to them in that way you know Mm -hmm.
0: you can relate to them better in that way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah they're not hitting on me constantly (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no one <wants> that <laughs> no offense fellas <laughs> so I found that list of okay the, let's hear it 8, nine, ten. it's 11 things Okay, 11 okay. things that you can grow in an area that receives 4 to 6 hours of direct sunlight and, but in parentheses it says however best yields may be realized in full sun yeah we know that thanks <laughs> thanks <laughs> So, carrots, cauliflower, Swiss chard, cucumbers, lettuce, onions, parsley, peas, radishes, spinach, winter squash. So, patio, I would definitely do spinach, radish, lettuce, onions, peas, carrots. Those are Swiss chard. All that's super small. Super small. Well, cauliflower, I mean, that's pretty small, too. But, like, winter squash and cucumbers, those, like, vine... Yeah. out really big so it might be less of a option you don't want it like trailing off your balcony into your neighbors like
0: yeah I, I don't think they'd be very <laughs> excited about that, <laughs> uh,
1: so, that yeah. so
0: cool, though I uh, yeah. I love all of this and you've given so many like great like tips just about like life and I love I just love your story like I just thank you so much for sharing because I've learned <laughs> so much from that
1: Uh, You're welcome. I'm having a lot
0: of fun with it.
1: Good. Yeah, you you can tell. Well, and I think it's because, like, I've never done this. I've never been a garden consultant before,
0: right? But you know so much about it, and now I think it's cool that you've taken that passion that was once very much, you know, in person, and with the times, we've had to make these pivots, and you've pivoted to really being able to serve people in a way that, you can impact people all around the, the country and the world who want to grow these skills. And I think that is just something that is so cool. And what I want all, everyone to realize is that like all of the dreams that you have can become something like this. And you just, you just keep planting those seeds and learning and growing closer and getting mentorship. Like you said, growing that support system. And like you said, you mentioned having like wind underneath your wings. And I, I totally believe in that. Um, I have so many coaches who have done that for me when I didn't believe in my dream and they just
1: like lifted me up to yeah. do what we are supposed to do in the world. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I feel like that's really, it is like, you are, you know, we need to become empowered to live our purpose, yeah. you know, and I got away from that and it pulled my ass back so hard right? Because that's what I'm meant to do. That is what I am called to do. I love it. It's in my blood. I mean, I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it all day. I want to be out in it, you know, and it makes me, It nothing more makes me happy. And I'm sorry to say that. I mean, I have kids, right? And I love the shit out of my kids. <laughs> I eat them up. <laughs> but there's like nothing more that makes me happy is to come to your house and help you build your garden. Yeah. Like, I love it. <laughs> it brings me so much excitement. Like, it's so
0: ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's so important to, like, have those outlets, though, that really fill you up and bring mm-hmm. you And, I mean, uh, like, I have so much energy just talking to you about this because I love that you're <laughs> so passionate about it. It's, it's so <laughs> cool.
1: Well, and, you know, as – I mean, are are your – viewers and folks listening to this podcast are they um budding entrepreneurs as well or are they more in
0: the I would say some of them are budding like I know I have a client who after I worked with her she was like you know I really never considered being a coach until I went through this experience and like this yeah amazing you know and when cool. you just go through that process you realize like I have so many dreams I'm working with a client right now who told me that one of her big dreams is, like, running, like, a party planning, like, third party that does, like, party planning for events and things, or doing, like, travel agency um, stuff for corporate businesses, and I'm, like, wow, that is so cool, like, how do we, like, build that dream up, and I just it's so cool to dig into those things. So I think Mm -hmm. we definitely all have like these little passions and niches. And Uh I think with the work I do is like really helping to like mend this whole like mind body experience, bringing that spirituality, looking inwards. And that's where we really find our truth, which kind of leads down this path of like, how can I serve others through my Mm -hmm. kids? So I definitely think that they, a lot of them have that.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, I was asking because, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how to generate multiple income streams from being a, a, a single business, you know, because when for, in my situation with having super young kids and I lived out in the county for a long time, like I wasn't in front of people, I was online. And so that was my original focus was, oh, my gosh, how can I, uh, you know, monetize my expertise online through online programming and all that? um you know e-courses and trainings and just being a support uh you know because a lot of that I mean you know I have upgrades too on my programs for like um Voxer support you know what I mean because people are like oh my god this is what's going on with my plants like what do I need to do it's like it's like so great you know what I mean It's it's like how how much we get excited about it and how tied up we get you know and what's going on and, and so there's like the online stuff but then there was other also like local options right like for me for example like I'm doing garden design now for people and I'm doing garden installations and I'm building raised beds and I'm you know bringing over truckloads of dirt and I'm hauling it for you I'm having a plant sale coming up because all of a sudden I feel like I need to have a nursery and I bought some heat mats and some lights some grow lights in my basement and I've got like hundreds of plants down there, you know, like, cause why not? Right. And, uh, and I I published a 2020, um, calendar, like a planting guide calendar and it is like thick with information and pro tips and, you know, and you can buy that online. Like it's, you know, so it's a, a tangible product, you know? And so I feel like when you do get into your zone, of genius and you find what you love and are passionate and serve that you want to serve about like different things start to develop. Like I didn't have the calendar on my business plan. I not have a plant sale, you know what I mean? And maybe it might bring me 500 bucks, but that's still sweet. I mean, that's still, you know, more than I had in my pocket or whatever, you know, <clears throat> and, um, you know, my business last month, I hit a 4k mind for the first time and my business, and this business, and it feels really good. I'm, like, super excited. Like, that was my goal was 45, and I think I actually hit 42. And so this month, I'm like, I'm going to hit 10. I'm going to go for 10 and see what happens. You know what I mean? Just, like, keep keep the keep the momentum going, keep the excitement going, and and be creative, you know, and see how what things can you create that will help someone else solve a problem.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. that... Like everyone kind of has like a story and something that they have that they're good at that they can help other people with. And I love that you brought up multiple income streams because I'm totally passionate about creating that myself. And seeing like my coaches do that has been really, really cool because I think the the whole model of, and I work a full-time job and I I love my full-time job where, and what I get to do with that but having like coaching and I eventually want to write a book and things like that, you know, just, yeah. And just like courses, I think courses are a great way to get information out to the world. And I just think there's so many different avenues and why not explore all of these so that you never have to have all your eggs in one basket, especially in times Mm -hmm. like these, you know, there, there, we do have so many resources now where you can have multiple income streams. And that way when something isn't maybe working the way you thought it was, you have like these five others and you're still able to like support your family and grow your future. And I think that is mm. so important.
1: Mm. I love your language, girl. <laughs> grow your future. Yes. Yes. For me, it's so literal and figurative, yes. you know, it's like very much a lifestyle, but also very tangible you know it's there's so many reap what you sow reap what you said. like there's just so many like i feel like things that phrases that we use and and ideas and philosophies that we have that come back to like you know the earth and like gardening principles and like i don't know growing stuff it just it just tickles me it does <laughs>
0: So much. Well, I have just like enjoyed this so much. It has been such a like just a gift being able to talk to you and hear about your passions. And I know that my audience is gonna love it too. Um,
1: Yay! Where
0: can people come find out more about you and Guidance for Growers?
1: Um, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, Marlena Wolf uh, and Guidance for Growers. So I'm, I've got a um, a private. Guidance for Growers group on Facebook. So we post a lot of um, educational stuff in there and then like what we're doing in the Report You Sew program. Um, but I feel like the website's probably the best place to find me, which is just www.guidanceforgrowers.com. You can find everything about our Report You Sew series that's going on right now um, there. There's some consulting and installation info there too. There's some freebies um, as well. And you can get a link to um, the 2020 like calendar there. Um, and then you can always email me at guidanceforgrowers at gmail.com. And my number is 5504109. Oh, wait, <laughs> area code 502. Hit
0: me up. <laughs> Hit me up. I, I love
1: like it. I want to talk if you haven't noticed.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm definitely going to include all of the ways to contact you in the, the description so people can come find you. But thank you again for spending some time with us here today.
1: You're welcome. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank okay. you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.